This is Jeffrey William. I am the Sovereign Man, and you're listening to Love Radio. Imagine for a second with me that these influenza bugs, these corona bugs, weren't passed from person to person. Imagine that these viruses were not contagious, that we suffered from this illness from another source, some toxicity maybe. Our bodies were toxic and we suffered detox-like symptoms when we purged these toxins out of our body, which we call a cold or a flu. These viruses were just the toxins being purged out of ourselves. These viruses were like a carrier of toxins, a solvent stripping the toxins out of our cells and flushing it out of our body. And this process, this purging process, when we are not in strong immune system and good health has some potentially severe reactions to our body. So imagine that these viruses these illnesses were not caught from another person. They weren't transmitted. There wasn't this invisible, couldn't see it, little residue left on a door handle or a little droplet that I cough up and lands in your eye or on your skin somewhere. That this, this wasn't all of a sudden absorbed into your body and multiplied to the extent of suffering so much and potentially dying. When I think of this in common sense, when I don't look at what 
Everyone's talking about how things happen, how I'm hearing it from all the mainstream science and media. And I just think, like, how can a little droplet multiply so much in my body? Like, these bodies are incredible things. But they would just allow this tiny little speck, all of a sudden, death. I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But who knows, really? You know, unless you're the one to do the scientific research. We could be lied to by anybody else. We can't really trust anybody else's information, no matter how deep the research is. Everything can be manipulated. Everyone can lie. How crazy the world would look if these viruses were not contagious. And everyone walking around wearing a mask while they're by themselves on the sidewalk, riding a bicycle, driving a car with rubber gloves and a mask on and a shield when they go in a store. Kids outside playing basketball and football with masks on. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. To think how extreme our worldview has changed in the last year to this new standard. This is not a standard that I want to live with for the rest of my life, but it's becoming a, a new standard now all of a sudden, like just out of the blue, it's taken of this frenzy, this mask frenzy. And it, it for me, it's like if, if, if we continue doing this, this just becomes the new standard forever. Like there's no, there's no way you can go back to never wearing a mask because like that was prehistoric. That was caveman behavior. What were we thinking? Our grandparents running around as kids without masks on. Irresponsible parents letting our grandchildren or our grandparents their parents were irresponsible letting them play with other kids and, and get their snot all up in each other's faces. But imagine if it wasn't contagious. Imagine if we were getting sick from another source and it's so crazy of a thought that it would never be entertained by the majority of people Imagine we were just getting sick from radiation. Imagine if our technology was messing up with our electromagnetic field of our body, creating toxic radiation in our cells. You got cancer? 
you go to the hospital and get radiation. It kills the cells. It kills the cancer cells. It also potentially kills the regular cells. And you may actually die from radiation. But you may be able to kill enough of the cancer cells and still have good cells left and survive the ordeal. What's to think that a lower level of electromagnetic wave, lower level of radiation isn't having any harmful effects on our body? Because we're surrounded by these waves now. The radiation that comes off of all electronics. Radio waves, sonar, cell phone, Wi-Fi in our homes. And we become mm, somewhat immune. Our body builds tolerance to some poisons. And we don't even notice that we're around them anymore because we've built such a good tolerance to them. Just like how your body builds tolerances to, to things that you eat and drink. And now it takes you six beers to get drunk instead of one. But as soon as you stop drinking for a week or a month, all of a sudden one beer gets you drunk again. Your tolerance goes down because you're not constantly surrounded by it. Your body doesn't have this stronghold against it. We're constantly engaged in these waves. But a new frequency comes along, and all of a sudden there's appears to be a big surge of illness again. And then it just dies. It just goes away suddenly. Do we you know, build up a tolerance to it? But, you know, seasonally, we still show some detoxing symptoms, some flu-like symptoms. And every year there's a different strain, there's a different variant, and the last year's variant just disappears. It's like our body is going to get some kind of symptoms that are slightly different depending on the exposure. But either way, we're taking in all these waves and if we're not in good health, we experience these negative symptoms. But all of a sudden, oh, there's no influenza symptoms this year. It's all coronavirus symptoms. Influenza virtually disappeared. We're gonna get sick from something but now this new wave is causing or it's showing that these symptoms are more dominant. So it's diagnosed as corona. Influenza has been trumped. So I'm going to continue on this podcast to discuss what I've been learning in The Invisible Rainbow, A History of Electricity and Life by Arthur Furstenberg. Like mind-boggling book when you look at 
the history and the timing technology was introduced in a big way in the correlation to pandemics and epidemics, outbreaks of these flus and illnesses that we've we've experienced in the past. Super fascinating chapter that I got on after I spoke with you in my last episode about Marconi and the invention of the radio. And uh, the author was saying, well, you know, if radio did have these harmful effects, then surely we would be able to see some repercussions in Marconi's health since he was the main inventor of this technology. He was surrounded by it a lot. And sure enough, you see all this suffering that he went through after he put up all these radio towers. His entire life. And he even lost his newborn child to unknown sickness. He was talking about how his wife as soon as they got married, he moved her in to his place by these radio towers and she was suffering from all kinds of illness. And when she got pregnant, that baby was immersed in that environment and didn't survive birth or shortly after didn't make it. Unknown causes. In 1906, on the Isles of White, right? three major radio towers were put up by Marconi. And the entire island saw a 90% decrease, a loss of bee population. Nobody understood what was going on, so they brought in fresh bees from the mainland. Sure enough, all those bees disappeared and died as well. Within weeks, those new bees were gone. This was noticed all over the world as radio became a new technology. Bee populations were suffering. But all of a sudden, it seemed after a decade, the bees started to adapt. And so I think this is just happening in all of the animal kingdom for humans and animals as well, is it? the influx of a new technology is rattling our cages and a lot of us are suffering. But after a few years, we evolve, we get tolerant to it and we're able to deal with the the toxins and survive. I have here in August 1918, major radio increases for the war. 
all these high powered government towers started going up in the late summer of 1918 and in September the world saw the outbreak of the Spanish influenza really interesting how this chapter goes in and talks about how a lot of the technology was massively increased during military efforts you know to a point of like 10 times what the world was surrounded by much more voltage much more energy output of these waves so it was speaking in July in the summer for the war efforts they were increasing radios waves and towers then all of a sudden, a few months later, we saw the repercussions of that and a huge Spanish influenza outbreak happened. Is this a coincidence? I don't think there's such thing as a coincidence. Spanish outbreak was noticed in the States first at naval bases and on ships. The Navy was noted for increasing their radio transmissions during this year. And so the first to see this outbreak of sickness were the soldiers. What's really interesting is from this book, what I've been experiencing is the symptoms aren't necessarily instant. Like, yes, it says all of a sudden when Marconi's wife moved to the island, she was suffering headaches and, and symptoms of uh, unknown source. And nobody coined it to the radio towers. It, would just, it, was, it wasn't a possibility in their mind. But it seems maybe it takes a couple months for this new technology to build up the toxins to build up in the body and all of a sudden a, a seasonal moment happens where our bodies say, okay, it's, it's time to detox. Seasons are changing. That's a trigger for the body to go into a different state and the detoxing begins so all of a sudden in September we get this outbreak there was no evidence to show it was contagious come the spring the disease was felt around the world we're talking about lots of nosebleeds.
and there was bleeding elsewhere around the body. The common cause of death was hemorrhage of the lungs. There was a noticeable change in the blood. It was common to lose part of your hair. It was recorded. It's super interesting. Is it not chemo and radiation when you start going bald? Is this these radio waves that are causing this hair loss? What was interesting, it's the doctors were noticing that it seemed it was only healthy people who were suffering. People between the age of, say, 18 and 50. And children and seniors weren't having as much of a reaction to it. I wonder why. In 1919, this study took place with 100 volunteers, and they infected them with mucus from someone that was already sick. They would take mucus from the back of the throat and the nose and other areas, and they would literally place it in the back of other people's throats. And in their eyes, in their mouth. Out of those hundred people, no one took sick, it said. They were doing studies like having people just about kissing each other, right up in each other's face, like having a conversation next to each other. They were literally spitting in each other's face, just about, getting as close as they could. to simulate a normal interaction and no one got sick. They were doing studies with like horses with the same thing. They weren't able to get the horses sick through a contagious contagion means. In the mid-50s, we saw radar, and on a large scale, once that became super popular and military started putting more and more powerful towers up, then finally we saw an influenza pandemic in 57. And in 68, they started launching all these satellites. And again, we saw another pandemic after they launched these new 28 high-powered satellites. In 68... 
we saw what they called the Kung Fu flu, the Hong Kong, sorry, the Hong Kong flu pandemic. The last of these eight satellites, these 28 satellites, they were launched on June 13, 1968. And in July 68, a month later, we saw the Hong Kong flu. As soon as they got all these satellites up. Seems like as soon as the technology reaches its peak in that area and that time, all of a sudden, boom, we see this outbreak. Again, healthy adults and pregnant women. So I, I find this super fascinating, this book. You know, in, in modern day, we see Wuhan, China being the first blanketed city with 5G. And now all these 5G satellites are going up. around the world were being hit from these satellites potentially. It doesn't matter where you are. So now it's everywhere. All over the world we have this outbreak of the coronavirus. Is this a beautiful opportunity to seize more control and more bloodlust sacrifice for these dark, sinister people? Divert the actual cause of technology so this technology can continue to be implemented? Create a patsy, a bat at a wet food market? crazy to think that if that's true how we're letting all this happen to our lives it's interesting it, the book starts to go into talking about Schu the Schumann resonance and talking about the uh, the resonances the, the electrical charge of, of the earth and the atmosphere this is technologies all around us. We have we have lightning storms happening all the time. This electricity is is flowing all around us. And it even talks about how potentially humans were suffering from weather sickness where just the natural flow of electricity could cause side effects in our body. If this is the case, there's no doubt that man-made electricity can cause side effects as well. 
super interesting about the Schumann resonance. They were finding that the same hertz in the atmosphere corresponded with brain waves. And when there was a lot of disturbance in the weather, they were seeing the same disturbance in brain waves. Delta state, around three hertz, they said, it was caused by a disturbance in weather and created slower reactions in humans. Around eight to 10 hertz, or a little more, they recognized this as the alpha range, where you had faster reactions. And that was registered during normal weather conditions. It seems as if we're connected to the flow of the Earth. And when the, the weather is cruddy, we're cruddy. We're a part of the body. We're part of the body of the earth. I've had some struggles in the past with these man-made laws regarding operating an automobile on a public road, that it's a, a right, or that it's a privilege, not a right. That one man can grant another man a privilege. And it occurred to me during these days that no matter how many laws we put into effect, the roads will never be safe unless we get to a point of complete robot operating. We will never be completely safe. Life is dangerous. I think life is inherently dangerous and I don't think we should go on trying to live in a completely safe bubble. That's, that's no fun. beautiful movie that kind of depicts this reality that I fear with Bruce Willis and everyone sits at home in a bed operating a robot version of themselves and goes around, does their daily tasks in this beautiful, perfect bot. Is that the kind of reality we want to go towards where it's not safe to leave our house? So we just stay at home in virtual reality so we don't get hurt? The movie's called Surrogates. Came out in 2009. Freaky movie, man. I think that's 
what we're aiming for if we continue to try to keep ourselves safe with everything. I think it's smart to learn how to be safer in our, our daily routine. As a carpenter, I look at the innovation with tools. I've got a table saw that registers my electrical impulse. As soon as my finger touches the blade, it stops that blade and drops it under the table so I can't cut myself. I'm left with a tiny little cut, paper cut size nick instead of losing a couple of my fingers. I wish I had that technology for all, not the equipment I use. But I'm not going to go stop living. I'm not going to allow for laws to be put into place. Punishment to be allowed because something is deemed unsafe. You know, we could die in a car accident. The chances of that are way higher than getting sick and dying from a virus. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop driving around. So that's just the risk. That's the risk and reward of life. felt a calling the other day to just call out my family. I see this prison being built up around us. Threat of violence if if we're not following policies, following rules. The majority of us are just building this prison unknowingly. We're accessories. We're accessories to this violence. We're funding our own enslavement. I feel like I've got to call out my friends and family and say, we've got to do more. We're just sitting on the sidelines, watching the news, watching the bars go up all around us. And we're just saying, oh, isn't this terrible? This annoying lockdowns and i got to do as my master says and blah, blah. Meanwhile, we continue funding it, and we do nothing except complain about it. And we say, well, I can't do anything about it because my life would be ruined with my spouse. My spouse would just be, it would be such a stressful life if I, be better if I just comply, you know, my family will accept me. We need to grow up and realize that we got to put things on the line. People may not accept us. We may not be cool. To be able to keep our freedom, to reclaim our freedom. I think it's kind of like a perfect situation right now where all the chips are on the table. The evil ones are going all in. 
and it's up to us if we want to get in the game or just sit back and let all our savings be taken from us because we're too tired to play. We'd rather just sit there on the couch with a bowl of popcorn. Okay, I think my time's up. Hope I'm not sounding too depressing. I hope this is motivation for anybody listening that maybe there's something a little bit more you can do. To help strengthen freedom for yourself and the loved ones around us. I think most important is our children who aren't aware we need to protect them and their future. We're the guardians for these young ones. So I don't care if someone wants to enslave themselves if they're grown up. But the young ones are coming next. And it's my responsibility to watch after them and make sure they're not taken advantage of. Peace and blessings, everyone.